Yo, welcome to Beast Podcast. And if you don't know, Beast stands for bringing empowerment and skills together. And that's exactly what we strive to do on this show. We talk life skills, we talk financial literacy, we talk personal development. All these things are going to help you be a better you. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Have you, have you ever been injured? Have you ever been physically injured? Have you ever suffered a big setback injury-wise? Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, that just really likened me to that because um, you have an injury and you assess why you're injured. And then having that thing that you, you remember less than a day ago, what your body was capable of. But then mm. you have to have the humility and be humble enough to go, it's going to be just this much today then this much and this much and you find that and then also understanding the amount of people I've worked with as a physical trainer that they will do it just for the smallest amount of time till some of the pain goes away and then they just forget all about that and it's like whoa why'd you stop that was helping you you know it's like how do you feel about that I mean could you relay a story to me about if you've been injured and how you sort of made that comeback and so to speak Mm, that's interesting uh I remember in college my uh junior year of college i I had a, uh, I broke my foot. Um, so I was out for about 10 games. No, it wasn't a broken foot. It was like a severely sprained ankle. I was in, I was in a boot and crutches though. I was out for about eight to 10 weeks. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember working my way back, you know, obviously you do the, the ankle, uh, four way stretches, yeah. uh, things with a band. And then I started slowly walking and then I started getting in the pool and doing, walking in the water and then I started running in the water once I started running in the water I'm like oh if I can do this in the water I can do it (laughs) so I go on land and I try to pick up a ball and do some moves instantly immediate pain I'm like okay I'm not there yet let's go back let's go back to what was working go back in the pool start swimming start slowly working my way up and like and kind of how you said it's kind of like as I started to play again that pain was still in the back of my mind. And I remembered and it inhibited a lot of the things that I wanted to do on the court. You know, I was, yeah. I, I was second guessing that jump because I'm like, Ooh, that ankle injury, is it going to hurt again? But as I, over time, as I got used to it, that, that the thought of the pain reoccurring or the injury reoccurring started to subside because it was kind of like I worked up that um, those points in that personal integrity account. You know, I've been doing the ankle stretches. I've been walking in the pool. I've gradually worked up to it. Right. I learned my, you know, I I learned the hard way, you know, okay. I tried to play a game and I injured it worse. So I took a couple games off and then, okay. I I went through, I went through the steps necessary. I'm good now. I'm cleared of that. It's behind me now. It was a process. Yeah. And I, I think it's having that fine dividing line of knowing where you should push yourself. But like exactly said, don't just, try and go back to where you were within a day, but not losing your nerve as well. There's a, I, mm. I think there's that really fine line where you've got to go, okay, I'm remembering it and I'm going to be respectful of it. Like uh, there's certain parts of my body where if I feel a pinch or a, or a jolt, I'm like, okay, that, that's probably saying <laughs> enough for today. But at the same point, sometimes I've just, you've just got to push down and go, no, I've, I, I, I'm going to be okay. I've got, I've got to push through this. Otherwise mm-hmm. one of my other guests a while ago said, do, do it before you lose your nerve and I really want to get to the end mm. never lose my nerve there's always something you can do you never have to accept no as an answer to be quite honest you have to be keep willing to test yourself in all areas
Mm. And it was even and that's that's funny that you say that test yourself in all areas, because when I when I had the injury, it wasn't like I just stopped doing physical activity. I was mm-hmm. in the water. I was swimming. I taught myself how to swim in that time frame that I had the ankle injury. You know, it was at that time frame. I actually gained 10 pounds of muscle because all I was doing was lifting weights. Yes. You know, I was still challenging myself in other ways in other areas. I had, I had a very similar thing. I, in a professional wrestling match, I partially tore one of my um, AC tendons in my shoulder, so I mm. couldn't do I couldn't do any upper body work for nine months, and I couldn't even squat because I couldn't rest mm. a bar on my shoulder because it hurt so much. But I was like, well, what can I do? Well, I can still train legs. After mm. a few months, I could at least do some pulling motions. So I become absolutely obsessed with doing back work, hamstring work, and I still did what I could. I still. You know, and I think now after so much, many countries have been locked down, so many people have been in isolation that have they done anything while they've been sort of in a, in a point, you know, it's like there are people that would just accept and just go, okay, this has been denied to me or I can't do this, so I'll do nothing. Or there were people go, okay, I can't do that, but now what? What can I do? What am I capable of? And again, it's another piece of advice I was given once. Your body is giving you a puzzle or life is giving you a puzzle. And you can get frustrated by the puzzle, but the puzzle is going to be still there. How do you solve it? You are not allowed to do this. So what can you do? What can you be grateful for? What can you progress in? And are you strong enough? Are you courageous enough to do that? Because it might not be something you immediately identify with, but can you push towards that? Mm, I think that goes into a mindset. I think I think that's the difference between those who win at life and those who lose at life. When I say mm-hmm. win at life, I don't mean, you know, they have millions of dollars, but those who have happiness in their life and yes. those who don't have happiness in their life. That's the question that they ask. That's the difference. Those who win at life, they ask, what can I do? And they focus on what they can do, what they can control, right? The losers in life, the ones who don't enjoy life are the ones who like, they focus on what can't I do? I can't yeah. do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Well, well of course you can. You tell yourself you can't. I mean, those might be realistic things. Obviously, with COVID, you can't go, you know, go party and do and do <laughs> a lot of social activities. But what can you do? You can hop on a Zoom call. You can deepen those relationships with the people that you live with. You can do. There's other ways that you can better your situation if you're looking to do that yes how would you define happiness you mentioned happiness there and i do like to ask this what is happiness to you i i think mm, that's a tough question it's not (laughs) tough it's not tough but it's uh it's interesting um i think happiness is understanding that you've been dealt a hand and that you're doing everything in your power to try to win with the hand that you have um, in like, in like a card game analogy, if you will, you know, um, I think happiness is setting goals and working to achieve those goals. I think, no, I think you find happiness in those situations, but I think happiness or joy, I think it, it comes from uh, loving others and being loved. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think that's what happiness is. I mean, things can make you happy. Um, but I think those things, if, if you're focused on things making you happy, those can be fleeting, right? Because then you'll need the next thing, the next. But love is everlasting. Like yeah. love is something that you can feel. Love is some another podcast I listened to. I think he said um, he was telling a story about 
um, a, a lady who was in the concentration camps. And, you know, she she was a survivor, of course, she's telling the story, but she said, I, I learned to trust people. Uh, one thing that I use to gauge if I trust or somebody's a loving person is would they hide me? Um, and I think if you can, if you can look at people and love people to, to enough to be like, you know, I would hide this person, this person would hide me as in she's talking in the in the in the case of obviously uh nazi germany yeah. and the nazis coming for them i feel like if you can have that love give that love to others and feel that love i think that's true happiness because if you have that tribe of people around you right you you'll you'll have everything you need you yes. know as far as the basic necessities but that love is going to be everlasting and that's gonna and that's the true happiness i think yeah, that's that's a wonderful answer. To be quite honest, I complete completely agree with it as well. I I think ultimately to be in a state of giving and not expecting anything in return, uh, mm. and having having that group around you, I think unfortunately one of the problems in a bit of a generalisation with Western world is our family construct and social construct is so broken, especially in England. A lot of the time, the the older people are like just putting into a home. They're hidden away. They're not really spoken to or treated with any respect. And I think it's important to see the generations of family and learn that if people have got made it to later in life, they've probably got something really important to teach and also talking to other social groups that you wouldn't normally talk to and understand you might not agree with everything they're saying but there may be some commonality there where you can actually learn from each other and not you know not being frightened to communicate and i think in this current situation we're in unfortunately so many people have felt isolated and unable to communicate apart from the technological and when this does end and people are allowed to meet up again, it's so important that I think we look at this like a reset and go, okay, this was what we couldn't do, but what can we do to make this world better? Mm -hmm. And what do we really value? Yes, exactly. If, if everything's been re reset to zero pretty much now for everyone, what was important? What were we missing that we didn't have that now we could get and, and put it into the forefront of our lives? Because you don't always, it's like an injury, right? I mean, I didn't appreciate how much mm -hmm. important it was to walk in a straight line until I fractured one of my hips. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so like, yeah, so like knowing that you're going to sort of like say, not having the time what you mentioned, going out partying or being able to hug my friends or, you know, just being able to go to a restaurant properly. All of these things are going to feel so amazing when they are allowed. Mm. You just got to take full advantage of it. Exactly, exactly right. Because this is a podcast about masculinity, and I don't really talk about masculinity too much all the time, I did want to ask one thing, because you're doing this app for youth, and I know what my, at 44, what my perception and what my feelings about masculinity are, and I, I try not to sort of, everybody's going to be different, and the age you're growing up in and the experiences you've had is going to all your perception of what it feels to be masculine. And I was going to ask you, I mean, what were you sort of your influences? And more importantly, when you're training with the younger generation now, uh, what do you feel that their influence are how do they react into the masculine how you know things you sort of agree upon and don't agree upon as well where do you see the sort of changes happening and maybe places they might be more benefited in but other places where you feel they might be lacking now as well mm, good question i think uh to your first one you know what is masculinity to me i think masculinity is um 
being empathetic, being mm. um, being caring, yes, um, and being that guiding. Well, I think all of those are encompassed in in being a leader, right? Yes. I think I think as a man, you know, if you're leading others, you have to be empathetic to those you're who are following you. You have to be caring for those. You have to be ultra. I was gonna say altruistic. You have to you have to look for the good, or you're you're looking for the better. Excuse me, the betterment of others. Yes. Um, and one of the things I'm noticing, you know, as I train these kids, especially with the, you know. A lot of family. I think the divorce rate is what above fifty percent at this point, fifty um, percent or above. I think uh, with a lot of the broken homes and and the emotional, um, the lack of emotional support. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to notice that when you put your pursuits into a passion or something that you like, you find joy and that becomes your escape. Um, yes. But it only becomes your escape if you put your full energy and effort into it. Um, yeah. You know, I have a couple, a couple of uh, young mentees that that I train, and I noticed when I first got them, you know, they're very, um, they would have like these emotional outbursts. Not like they just like start crying out of nowhere, but like you could tell by their body language, you could tell by how they would go through drills and things like that that they were lacking confidence, that they were. You know, there was something going on there, but, you know, as I started to, you know, ingrain into their heads that, okay, if you work hard at something, the reward that you get from that, like you, you get out what you put in. So if you work mm. your butt off and you really train, like, even though I'm not saying you're going to be an NBA ball player at the, at the end of this, I'm not saying I'm going to make you that. But what I am saying is by you working hard at this, you're going to get that self-confidence, that confidence boost that you did something hard, that you did something that you could not do before. And I think mm. that alone builds the confidence and gives them the confidence to go into the classroom, to go into their their other social environments uh, with their family and friends and be able to thrive and be young leaders in themselves. Because they're mm. like, OK, if I can master myself or at least work towards mastering ourselves, right, because that's an ongoing journey. But yeah. if I can, you know, continue to master myself, think about the the lives that I could touch. And I think. As, as a masculine male, you know, I think that's one of the challenges, right, is to see that everything that I'm doing is not for me. I'm yes. doing these things so I can help pour into other people. So if I'm not exercising, if I'm not journaling, if I'm not meditating, if I'm not having these conversations with other men, I can't grow and be the man that I need to be in the lives mm. of all these other people, kids, women, doesn't matter who it is, but yes. I need to be the best version of myself and master myself in order for them and they're going to see that and want to follow me yes that's it and completing in all areas and being the most authentic version of yourself and understanding Mm. that the authentic version of yourself will change throughout the times of your lives i cannot tell you the amount of times in wrestling or being in the weights room where i see people and they're still trying to be the alpha male in that way they can't see themselves Mm. in any other state than the one place they've got success in and it's such a shame because if you succeeded in one way you can succeed in other ways throughout your life but it's having that courage to go okay that bit may not shouldn't be my primary focus you don't have to give it up entirely but understand how like it's like what we said earlier on after injury what can i do what am i capable mm-hmm. of and how, like i say and as we've mentioned already having humility to go okay that time might be finished there but i'll still recognize it but what can i what can i journey on to now what is my next challenge mm-hmm. that was well said 
<laughs> I have no response to that. That was good. <laughs> I've, 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 read, I've read quite a few books. <laughs> and, and actually made tons of mistakes as well. Like I, I say, it's for me, it's um, with no ego whatsoever. You've, you've, you, you have massive disasters in your life, but do you let them define you or do you build from them? Do you, do you get that recognition <laughs> something stronger? And I think for me, it's like knowing that no matter what, I will be okay. And knowing that no matter what, you've got to relish that challenge. Get get frustrated if you need to. Have the tantrum, you know, throw your toy out of the pram mm-hmm. if you need to for a few seconds. But then, okay, that's done now. You you know, your hand was on that doorknob. You didn't have to go for it. But now, what can you do? Work. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do something else. T- turn that page. Mm-hmm. Uh, one. <laughs> Cheers, man. But one thing I was going to sort of ask about as well is sort of like you already mentioned about journaling and exercise and meditation. I was going to ask sort of what are your sort what are your foundations? And I I'm in complete agreement with you. If I'm exercising every day, if I meditate every day, if I weirdly do some sort of cold shower or walk outside in the cold every day, I find which is almost another form of meditation. I find all these things. If I do that, I feel good mentally and physically. What are your foundational things that you like to do to go this is what i've set myself up for the day ahead with mm, i think for me and, and this first part I'm, I'm working on for sure um is establishing a night routine mm-hmm. so i like to the night before i like to write down what are three main things that i want to accomplish in my personal life wow. and then three things i want to do professionally uh, i've been trying to write it down on my whiteboard so when i wake up in the morning obviously i have my to-do list and things like that but I get into that during my work day. But I, I try to do those three things just so I wake up, I see it, and I'm like, okay, I have a path that I'm going on. Let's stay on this path. That map analogy, right? I have this map. Let's let's follow the map to get to where I need to go. Um, so that's my evening routine. I like to try to um, be getting way better at this, especially with the social media fast. Put my phone on airplane mode. Set it across the room. Um, and don't and don't get it until I get one of those things done on my list. Nice. Um, and then in the morning, um, obviously make my coffee, brush my teeth, wash my face, put my contacts in. But uh, I do like a 10 minute flow, just kind of a stretch to move the body. It could be mm-hmm. a very slow stretch where I just sit on the ground and do hamstrings and quads and glutes. Um, it could be something more energizing where I'm actually doing vinyasa flows, like a series of stretches mm. and movements but i do some type of movement exercise um i read my bible at least 10 minutes a day yeah. um and then i get some sort of meditation and kind of like we talked about sometimes it's a traditional headspace app sit cross leg sometimes it's a walk a walk sometimes it's a four mile run in the morning mm. uh, i do some sort of uh variant of meditation and i also journal um which is something i'm still learning learning kind of it's it's kind of one of those things uh daryl hardy compound effect like i don't really see the benefit while i'm doing it and i might not see the benefit i mean i've been doing it consistently for about three months now i still don't necessarily see the benefits of it but it it's it's helping in some way shape or form and i might not see it now but down the line i see it so in my journal i kind of i prompt myself is i do three things i'm grateful for what am I feeling right now? And then what are some key things that I need to do to make this day successful? So some days it's, you know, a couple sentences, you know, cause there's, you know, my mind's pretty blank and I'm not really feeling, 
I say I'm not feeling anything because once again, that's a whole journey is trying to get in touch with those emotions. Yeah. Um, and then some days, you know, I just kind of let it all out and I am feeling something. There is something on my mind that I need to kind of write out and flesh out. But those are the things nightly and morning. If I do those things, like it's a successful day. Oh, the very last thing that I do at some point before I leave the house, I'm in the process of writing a book. Mm. Um, and initially I was going into it with the wrong mindset. It's going to be done by the new year. It's going to be like, it's a process. It's more therapeutic for me than it is a project for others. So I just take at least 20 minutes a day to write in my, uh, for my book. Cause it's just about my life and the life lessons that I've learned and how mm. people can take these lessons. Kind of what we're talking about here in this podcast. Yeah. It's just that in a written format. So it's therapeutic for me. And I think once it gets finished, uh, it'll relieve me of a of a morning time slot that I can put towards something else. <laughs> but do you know what? You've just the, the compound effects, which is a great book. I recommend that as well. But I had a lot of experience with the physical and it's only in the later years I really started to try and focus on the mental. And, you know, you do so many words every day. And by the, before you realize that you have a book, um, you start mm. to weight train and before you know it you're like oh i've gained 10 pounds of muscle um mm. it's doing those little small things every day and it accumulates to something else but a lot of the time it's like because i'm aware of what happens when i do something physically and trust the process in that when i start something up mentally i'm like okay i'm going to give this a while and it may not be something that i'm going to be aware of while i'm doing it but then i can look at my progress 12 weeks down the line and go oh that's mm -hmm. that's where it's benefited me but sometimes it's just having that trust to know that things are changing, even though it might not be apparent straight away. And, and the piggyback off of that too, I think when there are, there are days where I don't journal, like I'll mm -hmm. wake up and let's say it just, it just somehow slips through the cracks as things do. Yep. I feel differently and I notice how that feels, right? And I think that's the beauty about fasting and, and every different facet, like fasting from social media, fasting from, maybe fasting from something that's good for you just to see how you feel without it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I noticed um, in my morning routine when I was doing it and I was skipping the stretching, I think I did it for like three or four days straight, not on purpose, but it just wasn't, I, I don't feel like doing it today. I don't feel like yeah. I did that as I went through the day and I tried to do my workouts. I wasn't feel, I wasn't feeling right. I wasn't, my body wasn't primed up. This is something I can't skip anymore. Now I know this, but um, it wasn't like an intentional fast, like I'm intentionally not going to stretch, but by noticing and being aware that I did yeah. skip it and how it affected me, I'm able to be like, okay, this is an integral part of my morning. I need to make sure I keep this there. It's like you said, being mindful. Are you aware, are you happening to life or are you letting life happen to you? So many people go mm -hmm. through lives, they feel terrible, but they're not actually able, even able to identify through their own sort of conversations with themselves what is making them feel terrible. They just think, well, this is how life is. And that's such a shame because you have to identify why things feel bad, first of all, then you can start to work on them, you know? Other, mm -hmm. Otherwise, you, you know, you're quick enough that you can take that pivot because you go, oh, this is why this isn't working so i need to re-add that back in uh -huh. Uh -huh. well um the only other thing i was going to say quickly as well you mentioned about your morning routine and i wish i could remember the um nba player that did this but he before he took shots would go i am i am i am and take a big deep breath in and then mentally just say i am as he breath breathed out and he didn't have to be anything it was just saying i am um, mm. 
put him in that state of like, I'm there, I'm in the moment. And there was a way of taking it beyond that where I just have a single word, which my for this year, my word is allow. And every morning I'll just take that deep breath and just say it three times as I breathe out, three deep, deep breaths in. And as I'm breathing out, I just say allow. And it just centers me for that day. So everybody sort of has their pathways. But yeah, that was one that when I was just sort of listening to what you do, I was like, yeah, that really stuck with me as well. But everybody has their ways, I guess. Mm, yeah, I don't really have a... Yeah, have a, a sequence of, that's interesting because I, I hear a lot of people say, you know, affirmations or even word of the year. I've heard a lot of podcasts and, and, and things mm. that I listen to. They're like, you know, what's your word of the year? What's your phrase of the year? Um, and it's something I, I've thought about, you know, kind of trying to, to develop for myself. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. <laughs> like I say, it's one of those things, you know, try it. And there's some there's some ways of training. There's some books I've read. Uh, there's some versions of masculinity I've been experienced to. Where I'm like, that just doesn't work for me. But maybe there was 1% of it that did. So, you mm. know, take take what goes for you. But also understand, you know, if this ain't working for you, there's no, don't do, don't repeat the mistake over and over again. <laughs> and just think it's going to change you. If so there's, I take nothing, I, I take no issue with someone going, if there was a film I loved or a piece of advice that I got and they go, you know what, that didn't work for me at all. I'm like, that's absolutely fine. That's not your journey. But mm. for someone it might, you know, even if you take the time to go, that didn't work for me at all. That's brilliant. That's one thing you can cross off the list that you don't need to do again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I've got to thank you so much for your time today. You've been absolutely awesome. And there's so many gems. I think the listeners are going to take away of them as well. But one thing I'd love to ask, uh, I like to ask my guests this now, are there any sort of like favorite quotes or song, song lyrics or anything you could leave us with that sort of motivate you? Wow. Oh, uh... <laughs> Now that one, that one is tough because I'm a music fiend. I love listening to music. Uh, man, I, ooh, I, to <laughs> be honest, I don't think I have one. I, if I had to just throw one out there because I can't think of one, The Man in the Arena. If you haven't heard that excerpt by or read that excerpt by Theodore Roosevelt, right. read that. Brilliant. I, 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 will, I will find a link and stick it on the show notes as well. Um, but I was going to say... Um, how can people follow you? Um, I will put all this in the show notes as well, but people are interested in what you've got to say. They want, I know I'm going to put a link to the podcast as well, but where can people get a hold of you as well? Man, if they want to get a hold of me, um, you can follow me on Instagram at coach underscore bees. Um, if you're looking to set up a camp or a clinic, I'm planning to travel internationally to do camps and clinics. So wherever you're at, we'll come to you, beastbasketballtraining.com. And feel free to shoot me a message on WhatsApp. Uh, feel free to shoot me a message uh, DM on um, on social media, and that's where where you can find me, the Beast Podcast. Uh, go ahead and search Beach Pot Beast Podcast if you're looking to hop on the show uh, to drop some gems. You know, feel free to to reach out to me. Absolutely awesome, mate. Well, listen, thank you so much once again. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. And yeah, from what you've said today, just keep on keeping on, mate. You're doing an awesome job. Thank you so much. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me on this, man. This is awesome. I love these, man. It's been an absolute pleasure, and it's just so nice to hear 
I don't know, just things that are in my mind and just hearing this positivity from someone else and knowing that there's people like this out there that, you know, are, are, are struggling, but struggling with a smile and just keeping on going. Mm. And, and more importantly, giving that out to other people as well so they can follow mm. as well. Great job, mate. Great job. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Speak Have to a blessed one, man. Yes, All sir. the best. Take care, mate. Bye now. Peace. Yo, thank you for listening to the Beast Podcast. We hope that you learned something and are empowered and inspired to be a better version of yourself. Uh, please go ahead and subscribe, like, share with a friend, a family member, or anybody who can get some value from it. Uh, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. All right, y'all. Be great.